Welcome to Back into the Future with Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Very special little Christmas present here for you on uh, good old Back into the Future, the Massive Late Fee spinoff show. Merry Christmas. I'm Mark, as always, and with me is my beautiful, gorgeous, very merry wife, Carol. How are you, Carol? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Good. No, hey, what's up? Is that is Hey, that, what's up? Is that for the, the, the 90s show or whatever? I don't know. I had a moment. <laughs> so this is a very special episode of Back into the Future. Uh, which, uh, for those of you that don't know, so this is a Patreon-exclusive show that we do on Patreon, but we figured for Christmas we would uh, we treat you guys, we'd give you a little sneak preview of our Back into the Future show and let you know what it's all about. Um, but, so like I said, this is, uh, this is us discussing movies or TV, but we're, we're here in the modern day. It's no longer... 1996, uh, soon to be next time you listen to Massive Late Fee, uh, or Retro Late Fee, uh, 1997, but um, it is the modern day. Yep, and it's Christmas Day. It is Christmas Day, so it's a Christmas that's, present for you. That's how much we love you all, that we that's are right. recording this podcast on Christmas. And I'm not you. editing it, and we're releasing it on Christmas. And if you hear any whirring in the background, it's because my new Christmas present is a Roomba. Roomba. Yay. Which you named $5 Sucky Sucky. I changed it back. <laughs> now it's called Sucker. Sucker. Sucker the Roomba. Sucker the Robot. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's when the robot uprising happens, I think Roombas will be the, the easiest to defeat, right? They'll be like the, they'll be the, the fodder at the beginning, right? The, I, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> be like, ah, oh, we got to kick these Roombas out of the way before we get to the death bots. And the Roombas will just be trying to vacuum between their toes or whatever. <laughs> They'll be sucking up the bones. Uh, gross. Which again, $5 sucky sucky. Uh. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of sucky sucky, we watched The <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> Resurrections. Yeah. I haven't seen many reviews of this. The only review I really saw was a blurb from my friend Chris. Uh, Chris Williams. Check him out uh, if you're if you're interested. Uh, he's got a show called We're Watching Here uh, <laughs> with his friend Perry that uh, where they do movie reviews. But uh, he liked it, I guess. Uh, and I did not. Yeah, I did not either. I, I literally fell asleep at one point. Did you really fall asleep? I really did. So we watched it on HBO Maximum. There's uh you you it's available. It's the danger of watching shows at home with a blanket in the dark <laughs> at like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, but there's there's advantages to that too. Yeah. Watching, well it's also an advantage to get a nap when a movie sucks. Watching uh shows with you and me under a blanket. Uh, anyway, so the Matrix Resurrections uh, unnecessary. That's that's the first thing that comes to my mind when yeah. I think of 
when I think about this movie. Yeah, it's very, it's like, it's gratuitous. That's all it is. It's just like playing to the fans and it's just clapping itself on the back the whole time saying it's a, how wonderful it is. It's a lot of fan service. <laughs> it's a lot of, um, oh, remember the fucking Matrix? Wasn't that the greatest thing in the world? Which, you know, we just rewatched all the Matrix movies with our son mm-hmm. to get him ready to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. He loved it. Yeah. That's maybe made for 11-year-olds. I don't know. Maybe. But um, we didn't need all the reminders because we just saw it. Maybe Lana Wachowski didn't uh, progress. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I, I, It's kind of a disappointment that half of the runtime is taken up by the original Matrix movies. Yeah, they're just showing, like, clips and shit over and over. Like, wh- it's we, like we saw this already, guys. We get it. Right? Like, they're holding hands, and then they show, like, Trinity and, and Neo holding hands in, like, I don't know, the Matrix res- resolution or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, we know they love each other. Thanks. We got it. They they also held hands years ago. <laughs> 60 years ago, even though it's only supposed to be 20 years like, ago. Like, why did they even bother with that kind of detail? Like, I it didn't know. affect anything. Did they really just want to put Jada Pinkett in old age makeup? I don't understand what what the point of that was. I, I don't. Because you could have just not done makeup for anybody and just been like, yep, this is what they look like now. Yeah. And and they had to come up with a whole, it's weird you didn't age. But but they did age. They, they aged and, some, but not 60 years. And, uh, you know, it was kind of funny to watch Keanu Reeves doing an action movie when he's got to be, like, in his 50s now, right? Oh, I know. At least. I think he's in his, yeah, maybe late 50s, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, he used to do all the kung fu shit. And now his big move is to take his hands <laughs> and push at the air and be like, I'm pushing, I'm pushing the, <laughs> the bullets away. I'm pushing you away. So, yeah. yeah it's a lot of hands out in front of me. Yeah. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Keanu Reeves is cool and everything. And I'm not trying to make fun because, like, I'm old. I can't do uh, kung fu either. We love Keanu Reeves. But we just finished watching the movies where he was doing kung fu. And then we watched this and it's like, oh, yeah, they did two age. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, I, recently I listened to some big fan of Mr. Sunday movies, uh, his, his podcast, The Weekly Planet. And recently they did an episode on the Animatrix. And I want to play a, a quick excerpt. Don't sue me, uh, James and Meso. Uh, but I want to play a quick, a quick excerpt from their Caravan of Garbage episode on the Animatrix that I think is apropos here. People are seeing these things and they know something is wrong and nobody's telling them. And so they're trying to make sense of yeah. the information that they are, you know, being subjected to. Mm. I thought that was a really interesting perspective and not just like... Because, look, you could have gone into this and go, here's another guy, He was he's a guy like Neo and he's just got a coat and he's got to go in and <laughs> he's got to break into or whatever. And he's, he's got an agent, it's not Smith, but he looks like Smith and whatever. You could have easily done that yeah. with this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think... I don't know whether that would be... Whether that is like an off-putting thing for, for this, but I think... So... That's essentially exactly what they did for this movie. I love how he points out that, uh, yeah, you know, it's like, because they're talking about the Animatrix, um, which, from what I've heard, I haven't actually seen it, is an interesting series of movies that take place in 
the Matrix world. They don't fe- feature Neo. They're just like offshoots. There's one, I guess, that's like this people think it's a haunted house, but it's just a glitch in the mm. Matrix. And it's like, you know, and I, those are interesting ideas, yeah. right? But instead of doing any of that for this movie, what they did is exactly that. It's a retread. Oh, it's Smith, but uh, it's, you know, Hugo Weaving hates these movies. So it's Jonathan Groff now. Uh, remember Hamilton? He was the he was the king in Hamilton. Oh, okay, and it's like he's doing kind of a uh, Hugo Weaving impersonation a little bit. I mean, not he's not going full on. Mm-hmm. I, they knew they knew enough not to just like bring on like a Robert Marquand or whatever to be like Mister Anderson, you know, and stuff like that. Like, uh, and he calls him Tom instead. Very pointedly, he calls him Tom and not. Mr. Anderson. It's it's weird to me too that like they were like enemies for three movies and now all of a sudden they're friends. It yeah, exactly. And what ha- like they don't really explain that either. He deleted him essentially like them he he killed him and them killing each other like him killing Neo basically like cuz it balanced the equation. That's what balanced the equation or whatever and got rid of Agent Smith and returned the the Matrix back to normal. Um, and, and yeah, and they don't really explain how he's just back and he's like, oh, once you left, I was freed, you know, and like all this stuff. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and he like, he helps at the end. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, it would have had more of an, I, I mean, it would have had more of an impact if it was Hugo Weaving, Austra- yeah. Australia's own Hugo Weaving. For sure. But it wasn't, uh, for you know reasons that I alluded to. He he hates these movies. Doesn't want to have anything to do with them anymore. Uh, never has wants to have anything to do with any movies he's he's in. It seems like because hmm. uh, I think he was in the Transformers movies. He did a voice in the Transformers movies, and then eventually he was like, "Fuck this!" And then he was in the Marvel movies. And then when they brought back Red Skull for the End Game, you know, uh, or whatever Infinity War. Um, well, both. It's Robert Marquand because he does a very good Hugo Weaving impersonation. It's him doing the voice. Okay. And just like I don't know CGI or whatever for the for the body because um, they uh, he didn't want to come back. So he's like never wants to come back for anything. But uh, and Morpheus is not back. Yeah. No. Some guy who's like Morpheus's reincarnation as a program as a program yeah like what i I don't understand what they were doing in this movie i don't get it either and he has to say about six different times he's like i'm morpheus yeah (laughs) like like we we heard you we understand you're also a bald black person and you're going to be morpheus now you're new morpheus lawrence fishburne i've never heard that lawrence fishburne is like against doing these movies so i don't know I don't know if he was did, busy. Did you check to make sure he's alive? Because, you know, that shit happens a he's, lot he's now. A, yeah, he's alive. <laughs> it's true. The time of COVID, that stuff does that. People tend to die. But, uh, no, I, he's still alive. I just, I, well, fuck, now I got to check because I'm not sure. I, I'm sure I would have heard if, if Lawrence Fishburne died. But uh, let me check here. Do, 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 do. Place, I know that's your favorite. Place your bets, everybody. Is Lawrence Fishburne still alive? He is 60 years old and still living. Well, maybe that's it right there. He's 60 years old. Maybe he didn't feel like at 60 years old doing an action movie. Keanu Reeves, 57. 
Yeah. And I mean, he wouldn't have had to do much action. <laughs> they would have. He would have had to recreate the scene where they fight to train uh, Neo. Yeah. Because, and that's the thing, it's like, that's a dumb, abbreviated, small scene, and they're like, hey, here's the red pill and shit like that, and it's like, we're just doing the, we're just doing the Matrix again. Mm-hmm. For a lot of it, it was a reboot, and I'm so sick of this. The Force Awakens being as successful of a movie as it was is maybe the worst thing that has ever happened to Hollywood. <laughs> because now they're just like, oh, we can just fucking re, we can... Just absolutely beat by beat remake a movie, but also say it's new and make a bunch of money off of it. Let's do it. Yeah. It's so, because a lot of it is like that. And then the parts that are new don't make a whole lot of sense. (sighs) Sporadically interesting, I think, is the best way to describe it. I think the movie was good in the beginning and it would have if it were it would have continued to be good if it were a different movie and it were like a psychological thriller and we just stayed right, trying was, to figure out is he crazy? Does the matrix really exist? Because if it was the movie Zodiac it would have been a better Right. Movie. Because it was interesting watching him lose his mind mm-hmm. and watching him interact with like Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, Neil I, I Patrick liked, Harris was awesome in the movie. Yeah, I really liked his performance. Um, it's just once like we got into the red pill, blue pill, and he's now he's out in the real world and like in the matrix and all this bull. It, it, it like it was bad. The matrix parts of the movie were bad. Yeah, you mean the yeah exactly the the parts where he was in the real world, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And, and that like the 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 sequels that where they took place mostly in the real world. That was also boring. Like yeah. the real world is boring in this in this universe, and the Matrix is the thing that's much more interesting. The problem with the Matrix sequels, for a lot of one of the big problems, is that he's so powered powered up mm-hmm. that there are no dramatic stakes for his character in a fight ever. Right? Because it's like once you can take on a thousand Agent Smiths and hold your own, and then just fly away, it's like. Okay, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Nothing's going to hurt you. Um, and at least he's powered down in this movie. There's one point where he goes to try to fly and he's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. He does, like, he does <laughs> the funny. move and he's like, no. Um, and, but and that, then she can fly. Right. But then, yeah, but then now she can fly at the end. And then at the very end, they can both fly. And they're both twisting around, flying together like they're fucking birds. And there's some symbols with birds in the movie. And it's just, like you said, if it was, if he was seeing cracks to this, mm-hmm. if he stayed in the Matrix... And he was seeing cracks to the real world the whole movie. And we never knew the entire time whether he was crazy or it was real. If that question was never answered, yeah, then it would have been a better movie, I think. Because it starts out where they're saying they're going to make a sequel to the game that he had made. And, and they're acting as though... The Matrix is a series of games. And not having been their reality. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to figure out, and that was the interesting part to me is trying to figure out what was going on, but it's like once we knew it was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, like you'd get reflections in, in things of somebody else that was supposed to be his reflection. That was interesting. Yep. You know, I mean, there was a, the, those were the things that were good. 
This movie needed to be more subtle. Yeah. This is like this is like taking a philosophy textbook and then this is the cinematic equivalent of taking a philosophy textbook and literally smashing someone over the head <laughs> with it until they have a concussion. That's what this movie is. And it's not like I said, it's sporadically interesting. The things that they do, like you said, with the reflection in the mirror, the stuff at the beginning where it's like, is this really happening? Is it not really happening? And that that stuff was interesting, and that could have led to an interesting movie. They explain why he's able to see again. They explain why he's alive again. And they kind of explain... So, again, this is one of those things where it's like, you know how the in the end of The Matrix... Uh, what's it called reboot matrix the matrix reloaded reloaded there you go thanks the the matrix reloaded you know how at the end of that the architect sits in a chair and just uh says hey here's what's fucking going on Mm -hmm. and explains stuff and some of it's dumb and convoluted but it's it's essentially just him saying hey uh we couldn't think of any better way to do this so instead of you discovering it on your own and growing as a character and, and making interesting choices and stuff like that, we're just going to sit in a high-backed leather chair and explain it to you. Just like Lawrence Fishburne did in the first movie, which was somewhat acceptable in the first movie because there was a lot of fucking information going on there. Yeah. And we're, this is our first introduction to this world. That still wasn't the best way. No, but that's what Neil Patrick Harris does in this movie for mm-hmm. long stretches of time where he's basically like, Hey, guess what? Uh, so the old architect, you know that dude, he, the guy that looks like Colonel Sanders, he's fucking gone. We killed him. We rebooted. We purged him. Lots of things were rebooted and purged in this movie uh, as an explanation for why people look different or aren't there anymore. Like the Oracle's gone. She's been purged, apparently, which is weird because she was so integral in yeah. in the not only the plot of the first three movies, but the structure of the Matrix itself. But instead, she's been purged, and Neil Patrick Harris is the new architect, and he's like, hey, you know, I know people, I know human beings, and I know this world, and I know you, and the only way to, like, we gotta we gotta make the world more divided, essentially what he's saying. We gotta, like our world is right now, we gotta make, we gotta make people miserable, because the more miserable we make people, the more energy their body produces. It reminded me of Monsters, Inc., Exactly. When they're like, you know. They take the plot from fucking Monsters Incorporated. Exactly. And they just haven't realized yet that laughter is more powerful than screams. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. But so. (laughs) So he explains that and he says, but the only way to keep it all together is to have you and Trinity both here at the same time, but you can't get together. You get together, it's too fucking powerful, and I can't control the universe. You got to be close-ish, always kind of wanting each other, but never able to quite have each other. And it's like, why? Why does that? Why yeah. is that? And then when he leaves, when he and Trinity finally do leave, he's just sitting in his apartment with his fucking dumb cat, Deja Vu, <laughs> and he's just like, mm, well, things are still good. And they come back, and they're like, oh, you know, and they're like, He's like, what are you trying to intimidate me and everything? Uh, you, you know, uh, whatever. And he's like, you know, these people are still going to be here. And they're like, no, we didn't uh, come here. To... Like, he basically acts like 
hey, it doesn't matter that you're not here anymore. It was so important for him to have them both be there that they use the special pods that uh, that the Indian dude from the the second movie, the third movie, the train station guy mm-hmm. with the little settee girl invented these pods to resurrect resurrection pods. They call them well because they literally had to be rebuilt. They used the pod to rebuild them, right? Which and, and that was gross too, right? But he's like, they were so important that they had to be resurrected and kept at you know hands arms length from each other, and. Then when they escape, Neil Patrick Harris acts like, nah, it doesn't fucking matter. There's still, people are still just going to want to be here or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. And they're like, no, we just wanted to thank you because, uh, you know, you gave us the whatever, you freed us or whatever the fuck Carrie and gave us says. another chance. That's right. You gave us another chance. And then they fly off together like fucking, it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the implication is they're going to rescue everyone. It ends very much the way the first movie ends, where there's like, you know, oh, you know, now we know, and we're going to let everybody know, and we're going to free people and shit like that. But here's the thing. Uh, give me the fucking blue pill, because the real world looks awful. Yeah, you you don't want to live in Iowa, where they, they can fucking grow their own strawberries oh, now, Oh, how Carol. exciting. <laughs> shit. No, I mean, I'm sorry. It's all like it seems mean. Yeah. To wake people up to that. Let me tell you, if the movie's a metaphor for anything, and they they touch on that a little bit. They're like, "Oh, you know, the Matrix is it's a metaphor for when they're in the the fake world." Like the metaphor that's a, a it's a metaphor for trans the trans community, which people have said before, it's a metaphor for this, it's a metaphor for that. They mention a bunch of stuff that it's a very quick montage scene, but they mention a bunch of stuff that people actually have said. You know, mm-hmm. this is the Matrix means this stuff. They're like, what's so good about the Matrix? It's a mind fuck. It's really weird. It's the for for like fifteen minutes in the beginning ish of the movie. The movie's just sucking its own dick from mm-hmm. from the That's other from the other movies. Just like, oh, these were these movies were so fucking awesome, and it's like. Oh my god! It's like they're teenage. I know they're both women now, but it's like they're teenage boys. <laughs> I would say that if they were born women, by the way, too, it's not a shot or anything. Right. But that's the mentality of this movie, and it just doesn't work. My friend Chris said it was badass. In no way did this movie strike me as badass at all. Let me ask you though. Chris is in his 20s, I'm guessing. No, Chris is my age. Really? Yes. Oh, sorry, Chris. Never mind. It's a compliment to Chris. I guess. But, I was just going to say, like, like Stefan liked it, right? Like, our mm-hmm. son. Like, I just think that people who didn't experience it the first time might think it's cool. If you've never seen The Matrix, it you might think, oh, this is cool. But if you've seen the other movies, I don't... I mean... To me, this was this was no better than the third one, which is not a good movie, and I, you know, I not better than the second one. I think it's the law of diminishing returns with the Matrix. The first Matrix is is a very very good movie, and then the second one is not very good, and the third one's god awful. And I think this one is maybe slightly better than the third one. This one, the one thing it had going for it, though, is that uh, the dude, uh, fuck, what's his name? Help me. Jeff Daniels. He plays the dude. No. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. I'm sorry. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Oh, Neo. 
Keanu Reeves. Thank you. Keanu Reeves looks better in this movie than he did 25 years ago because he's got the long hair and he's got the like the it's the he's mustache. got the he's got the John Wick yeah, hair. Yeah, he he looks he looks much better. He looks much more like attractive than he did when he was all like I'm a vampire pale. Uh, you know, short hair, like whatever. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I can say. Carrie Ann Moss looks good. Sure, she looks yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I mean, obviously, you they, go Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. We say. Obviously, they did some good stuff with like makeup Listen, because I don't look like I looked like twenty five years ago. <laughs> the, the strength of. Both of these movies, or all of these movies, all these Matrix movies, the the second one, the third one, this one. The strength of them is that Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are fucking amazing. Yeah. They're really good. And they're still good in this hunk of shit movie. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, them and Neil Patrick Harris, that's it. And, you know, uh, Groff is fine. Groff. That's the one that, that's the new Neo. Oh, or okay. not new, new, new Smith. Smith, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's, he, you know, he's fine. And the the rest of them are fine, serviceable. But Neil Patrick Harris and Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are, are outstanding. And that's, that's the only good thing I can really say about the movie. Everything else is like, it was either a rehash mm-hmm. of stuff we've already seen or there were some kind of new ideas, but they were so dumb and convoluted. It was just like, yeah, I think Lana Wachowski thinks that she's smarter than she is. <gasps> that's so mean. I'm sorry, but I think that's what it is. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, this isn't groundbreaking shit. You know, it's this is not interesting philosophy stuff. I think that she thinks and and both of them, both of the siblings from the second and the third movie, thought thought that oh the, these ideas are so cool and groundbreaking that this is going to carry the movie. It doesn't, because they're not, they're not that clever. They're not that groundbreaking. They're not that smart. But you know what? We saw them all. We saw some of them more than once. So no matter what we want to say about it, they made their money. You know. Yeah, that doesn't mean that they did a good job. I'm just saying it worked. Why do you want to be complimentary all of a sudden? Because I said because I said something mean. Oh, now, I'm not. I'm not being complimentary. I'm saying though it works. Like all the rehashes, all the reboots. Like we can complain. Oh, Hollywood's run out of ideas, and they just keep serving us the same shit we already ate. Mm-hmm. Well, we're still eating it. Yeah. Well, you're you're not wrong about that. So they're gonna keep making it because they're getting money. Yeah, well, I agree with that. But yeah, not good. Um, I, mean, I wouldn't waste my time. I wouldn't either. It's two. It's two hours and twenty eight minutes, and I don't think it's worth it. No, I mean it could have been an hour and twenty eight minutes if they had cut out all the old clips that they threw in. Yeah, exactly. And then it might have been a little bit better, and I might not have fallen asleep. So. Yeah, I uh, I was pretty disappointed. I have to say, yeah. it's, I wanted it to be good. I wanted them to have some interesting ideas. They don't like there's just there's not there's like like we said, there's a couple things that are sporadically interesting, but they're abandoned way too quickly and they ultimately don't play much of a role in the plot. 
And once he gets freed, it's like there is no, there should have been a question. Like the end could have left some ambiguity of like, is he really, is like, is yeah. he really doing this? Or is he, you know, like we could have gotten a flash, even like a flash, like a quick flash in the mirror of how we see, you know, things. We could have had like a quick flash of him just like sitting in his office or yeah, something staring like that. in a space or something because yeah i mean it's it's said flat out he had a, a psychotic breakdown mm-hmm. and he's on medication for it yeah blue pills yeah um <laughs> but uh, it could have gone the other way yeah it's and that's that's the thing too is it's it's too like i said it's too obvious it's too hit you over the head it's not it's not good not yeah. a good movie Ah, uh, but yeah, that's our review. I wish we had better things to say on this Christmas, but it was not a gift. But uh, Merry Christmas to you all. Yeah, and uh, we will see you in the new year. Uh, you know, stay tuned for the... 1997. The be- for the best of episodes. Stay tuned for the bloopers episode, and then we'll be back in 1997 with you. And uh, hey, if you like to listen to this, patreon.com. We've got more bonus shows. We've got early shows. We've got commercial-free shows. Uh, you can, you know, tell them all the, the, the writing us and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, you can check out our website at late fee nineteen ninety four. No, no, no. That's... Check out our website at retrolatefee.com. Yeah. Write us at late fee nineteen ninety four at mm-hmm. and uh, tell your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.